I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. All right. This is going to be bad uh, for me. You guys are going to do great. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, the podcast about the vegan snacks that touch our lives. I'm David Streepy. I'm Becky Streepy. This week on the show, we're talking about Trader Joe's meatless bolognese and trying the Wonder Egg. We also have a special guest this week. Welcome, Robin. Hi. Hi. Robin is the creator of the Vegan Dollhouse, where she shares the most adorable vegan party food that you have ever seen. Oh, oh and then the script yeah, I wrote yeah, a second time. More. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, you Robin. We just want you to, yep, one, two. What? Welcome. <laughs> welcome. What? Robin. Welcome, Robin. Welcome. Robin. Welcome to a welcome to the podcast, Robin. I have never felt so welcome to anything wow. before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm delighted. Well, we're out of the welcome Robin segment. Um, I am surprised. Look, I'm glad Robin's here, but you didn't you didn't give us a, we're not gonna check in with each other. Oh, what the, hey hey Dave, how you Robin, doing? Can you can you just sorry, can you step out for a minute while we reconnect with each other and, well, and talk to each other? I'm like the kind of person where if I'm like in the grocery store, I don't have my headphones in because I am eavesdropping on other people's conversations. Oh, whoa. So if whoa. you need me to step out for your own comfort, <laughs> I can, but I would much rather <laughs> listen to you update each other about your lives. Well, let me ask you this, Robin. We're just Robin, stay because I'm I'm gonna talk to you. <laughs> Um, so I'm an eavesdropper. I'm like criminally nosy at the supermarket. If I know people, I'm, I, I am afraid to approach them, but if I do approach them, and this is the reason why I'm afraid to approach them, I'm going to look in their cart, which you shouldn't do. I feel like we're all trying not to look in each other's cart, especially at like a target where there's a pharmacy, there are personal items in the cart. And I don't want like, I don't know. I don't want to to cross a line like that, but I can't stop there. I have to talk about oh, yeah, the things in the cart as the conversation starter. And it's of course, and I, I don't have there as a conversation starter when you're in the grocery store, that's the way you've got to work with. <laughs> yeah. You say, Ooh, Imodium, let's talk about it. Right. That's usually the thing that's like, you wouldn't want to talk about, you know, it's not, Oh, you like broccoli too. I like broccoli. It's more of yeah, Imodium or ooh, Pepto. <laughs> is that for you or for the family? <laughs> um, but I am an eavesdropper. I'm a very, very nosy baby. And I love to listen in on every little 
every little nugget I can get. Um, so if you know me in personal life, know that uh, I'm a little nosy baby and I'm going to get in there. But Becky, yeah, I'm allowed to be nosy with you, right? Yes. How are you? How are you? I'm What's good. What's the report? So you've taken that. You've taken the DDD from Tonu's and now... Well, it was I retired, so I like repurposed it. It's like an earth friendly thing to do. So you've made a segment for skating mm. and it has a title and a song. It's called Skate Skating. You're doing it live. Corner. Yep. <laughs> and the song is Skating Corner. Not Becky, not Becky's skate hole. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta workshop it. Becky, so Be- welcome to Becky's skate hole. Becky skate pee. Like street. Sometimes the second idea is better. Sometimes, I think- the th- yeah. Sometimes the second idea is better. <laughs> which my second idea was Becky skate pee. Oh, I meant overall, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so skating is good. I'm trying to think about the last skating. Wow. Oh, I went it's cold, just ice cold. I know. You don't have to talk about skating. It's not a requirement. No, you do. Sorry. <laughs> I went on third. I I went on- <laughs> Wait, who is that? <laughs> I went skating on Thursday night and it was very fun. I uh, like didn't really unlock much. I just keep toppling over because I'm um, still getting used to not having toe stops. It's a yeah. whole thing. I did almost uh, run a child over and her mom was not on skates. I think they was maybe one of their first times there. And I ran almost ran into her child who did something a little unpredictable, but if I'd had toe stops, it would have been totally fine, but I don't. And so I had to kind of change direction quickly. And I cussed because I was like nervous that I was going to kill this kid. Mm -hmm. And by way of explanation, I said, I'm so sorry. I don't have toe stops. And in hindsight, she doesn't know what that means. She thought I was like bragging when I apologized, but I was like, no, I mean, I, I can't. I can't stop yet. It's so Sorry well. for being rad. Yeah, um, exactly. That's what it sounded like. Do you think that the EMT would have appreciated the explanation that you you wouldn't have maimed the child if you had had your toe stops in? No, maybe. <laughs> I have some follow-up questions. <laughs> okay. Why are you taking your toe stops off? So toe stops are great for stopping, but you can stop. <laughs> big, big part of skating. It is. It's the first thing yeah. I wanted to learn, but uh, you can stop without them. And I, I can stop without them unless I'm in a high speed situation and I'm cut off by a tiny person that I don't see until the last second. Um, in that situation, toe stops would have been real good. But when you're doing like jam skating, like dance moves, um, your toe stops will stop you because you're on your toes a lot when you're dancing. And so you'll go to do like a spin for example, and when you're spinning, your toe kind of points down and your toe stop will just stop you. Okay. So for a lot of dance moves, your toe stops get in the way. So you take them out and you put in these little plastic things called jam plugs. They're very short and they just protect the little thing that the toe stop goes into. Okay. So like for street skating, toe stops, great. But for dance skating, toe stops can like kind of hurt more than they help. But how much work is it to take one, take it off and on? Uh, 
It depends. Mine were, my toe stops were really Conan on there and I had to go into the skate shop and get them to help. But then my friend changed hers out. She was like, yeah, I just unscrewed them. And like oh. our kids toe stop one time just fell out. Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just fell right out. All right. <laughs> he fell over. Mm. All the adults descended to save him. To it was eat really him? Sp- oh. Yeah. <laughs> to eat him. They were, Skating makes you hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that about skating. You come home, you're a little little dinner goblin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm a swimming. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of swimming it's... do you do? <laughs> Doggy paddle. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Synchronized? I just started. Yeah, that would be cool. But my dog doesn't really like to stay in there to swim. She's mostly <laughs> a, a ball fetching in the water kind of dog. Aww. So Aww. she just gets in, finds the target, gets out. That's Aww. awesome. Yeah, that's she's really not fun. down to like learn some fabulous swimming tricks with me or anything like that. <laughs> so Dave. What? Hi. How, hey, how are you? Let's catch up. I'm good. You know I'm good. Um, actually, you don't know I'm good. I've barely seen you for mm-hmm. like a week and a half. But those moments that we have spent together have been among the best moments of the week, of course. Um, yeah, it is pretty sweet. Uh, and I mean it, I mean every word. And one of the coolest things that we did, uh, recently was lights, camera, action. It's talking toe views. That's right. It's talking toe views because, uh, Becky, I just got a, a zoom alert to set up professional audio and audio settings, which I can't help but take personally. Um, <laughs> I see that you're trying to do something uh, and failing at it. Uh, That's right. Becky, you went to the movies. Yes, I went to the movies with you. With me and our child. Yeah. Family movie day. Becky famously hates going to the movies uh, Mm -hmm. and she will tell you. I do. Uh, You did a great job of not telling us at the movies last night. Uh, so I can't help but just, God, thank you so much for, for not bringing it up. Um, but yeah, and and you agreed to it without any fuss, with, <laughs> with minimal fuss. Yeah, I knew that, that the kid really wanted me to go to this movie Yeah, and that, that it was a big deal. Do you want to talk about it? So we went to see the D&D movie, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's right. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I do not play Dungeons and Dragons. No. Dave, after the fact, was telling me about moments in the movie that like really mimicked the gameplay. Yeah. And there was one in particular that like to me interpreted totally differently because I don't play Dungeons and Dragons where like somebody was hesitating or someone was having trouble doing something. And I thought it was supposed to show that they were like kind of cowardly pretending to be inept, but it was really supposed to be like multiple dice rolls. Like Um, somebody was trying to do something and failing over and over again until they eventually succeeded at it. Yeah. um, But I thought it was really sweet. It was action packed. I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was real gettable, whether you watch D&D or not. I was very engaged. We also had technical difficulties that gave us a fun little intermission. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I want. I thought you were going to speak to that because your whole thing about going to the movies is that you don't really have any control over the experience. And then we get in there and the movie is delayed because of a power outage. And so we're sitting in our seats waiting for the movie to start. And it starts a little bit late and there are no previews because they have to stay on schedule. 
And then what else happened halfway through the movie, Becky? Screen turned off. Yeah. <laughs> turned off. The, what's weird is that like the lights in the theater were working. It was just the screen that kept shutting down. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> yes. It's, it's the projector. Oh, it was the projector. It's, well, the screen is just receiving the image that the projector <laughs> is, is putting onto it. So the screen, one explain could argue. It to me. Could you, could, a man, explain to me, a woman, sorry, how the well, movies I work? I could only hear somebody telling me that the screen shut down three <laughs> times before correcting to say that the screen did its job. One could argue that the screen was intact yeah. the entire time. That is the, so like you to just blame the projector like the screen had no part in it. <laughs> Thank you, Robin, for standing up for the, for the projector. Right. Look, look, if you would have asked the screen, the screen would have been like, I showed up. I'm doing my job. I'm, I'm the effective part of this team. I know that when we fail, we fail together. But I can't help you, projector, succeed anymore. Like, it's all on you to succeed. I'm here to receive what you're going to give. And if you're not going to give it, I, there's nothing I can do. I cannot give it to myself, you know? So getting, getting back to the projector failed and we were in there for about what? 15 minutes in the dark. A nice little intermission. Yeah. Which was a bathroom break. The thing that you want at a movie, but they don't do for you. I got my bathroom break. It was delightful. Honestly. I got a little little break in the middle. You had some popcorn. I did. You got into it. Yeah, I had popcorn. I had a cherry Coke, a diet cherry Coke. Ooh. Um, and it was a good time. Also, yeah. the movie was good. Yeah. What are what your thoughts on the colors of the movie? Stop it. <laughs> Did you think it was a colorful movie? It was sweet. It was colorful. Okay. Okay. It is a colorful movie. That's right. It's not a colorful <laughs> movie, though. It's kind of not. It's kind of dark. I don't know. I thought there was a lot of color. I think this is one argument that you could make. For a movie being colorful. Robin, uh, Becky <laughs> described Puss in Boots as a colorful movie in her review of it a few weeks back. Oh, I so, see. I didn't um, know if this was an analogy for something <laughs> or if no. we're actually talking about like the <laughs> rainbow of colors. <laughs> this is Dave just dragging me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it dragging. No. No, carrying. Carrying. <laughs> <laughs> what like the screen did to the projector kind of kind of like the you know it was exactly like only that reflect what you shine on to me uh back to the people who have gathered to uh have this experience may i ask a question about the movie experience yeah okay actually i have two questions sorry sure okay i'll allow question two one. questions <laughs> thank you for permission okay Question one is now that you've experienced the movie theater with an intermission if you had the option of introducing intermissions as just like a standard, would you opt in for that? Yes, that would be amazing. Okay. I've, one of my other things about movies is that they're so long. It is a time commitment. If it could be That's broken true. down into two 45-minute chunks, huh. delightful. So With you a little wanted, 10-minute break. So hold on. Okay, that was going to be one of my follow-up questions was how long do you want the intermission to be? Because those cats are going to like flee the theater and then to herd them all back, it's going to take some time. But... What you just laid out presupposes a movie that is 90 minutes long, which uh, hardly ever happens. So are you doing a two-pronged suggestion, like that you want movies to be shorter? Yes. Return to their 90-minute durations. Correct. And to have a 45-minute break in in the middle there. I thought I was just sliding in that other thing, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shorter movies. What would you do in a three-hour scenario? And Robin, this is a question for you as well. Like a three-hour movie, how many intermissions should there be? 
That's two movies. Yeah. Okay. There's, yeah, it should be two movies. I would definitely not okay. go to a movie theater and watch a three-hour movie. That would just not happen. So an intermission or even two intermissions would not uh, change the game for you? You mean three intermissions? Maybe. Well, three intermissions. So there would be... <laughs> 45 minutes, 10 minute intermission, another 45 minutes, 10 minute intermission, uh-huh. another 45 minutes, 10 minute intermission, another 45 minutes and you're done. That's what you would want. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, guys. No, they should make the movie shorter so that we can have it our way. <laughs> I don't think either thing is going to happen. Um, I think it's probably more likely that they'll stop making movies <laughs> than that if they that- will make movies to these standards. Yeah. Before the movie started, um, there was they didn't have trailers, but they did have that Nicole Kidman thing that all the yeah. AMC theaters have. And then they had a gathering of the cast yeah. basically begging yeah. us to keep their industry alive. They were like, thank you for coming. You're the real stars. Yeah. Don't stop coming to the movies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, gosh, honey. Yeah, they're not OK. They're not OK. No, no. Well, I don't you know, um, uh, Becky, you know this, but Robin, you may not. I'm on the ANC A list, so I uh, it's kind of a, a premium program that I've been invited to spend twenty five dollars a month on. That gets me uh, a lot of perks, a lot of perks. Uh, so I'm really happy to be supporting the movie industry in an kind of evergreen sense. Uh, but it was really great to have the opportunity to give a few more dollars to the industry and have my wife and child along with me for this particular ride. And, you know, we had popcorn, we had fun. Then, then the movie broke halfway through and we got free tickets to come back and see another movie because of the inconvenience. And I thought that was very nice, but I was also like, this is not how you make movies profitable guys. You just gave away a whole bunch of passes to see the movies. Um, That's how you keep customers happy though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we'll buy the popcorn and soda when that's we true. go back. And that, so. hey, that stuff's not cheap. No. It's not. They make the real money. Yeah, it's expensive. Hey, so Robin had a second question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for remembering. Okay, my second question is, do you think now that you enjoyed this movie that you are going to be more willing to actually play Dungeons & Dragons in the future? Oh. No, I don't what? believe so. That's What's, your thing. I okay. love that you have that as your thing sure, with your sure. buddies. Yeah, that's very sweet. And I'm, what I'm about taking. When your child comes to you specifically wants mommy to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I mean, obviously, then I'll crumble <laughs> immediately. <laughs> that's, that's part of being a mom. Now, now you enjoy a board game. I you do. enjoy a charade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You do. Yeah, yeah, you're hesitant. You like celebrity. I do. I love celebrity. Which is charades. It is charades. Why are you hesitating? It's. Oh, yeah. Celebrity. I was thinking about Silent Killer. Okay. That's totally different. Yeah. Couldn't be more different. Total different game. Okay. You enjoy celebrity. You enjoy Uh charades. Yeah. So what about D&D turns you off? And this is not me being offended. This is me genuinely wondering, like, what piece of the puzzle enters into it that says, nope, I'm out. The idea of the role-playing part stresses me out. Now, you did walk in on me when I was role-playing uh, in my D&D group over Zoom. You're good at it. It was embarrassing to have you walk in on me <laughs> and, I'm sorry. and unplug your Kindle from the charger while oh, I Oh, that's why a, I was there. 
a Southern accent on a gnome character who's casting a spell. You um, shouldn't be embarrassed. It was adorable. I just needed my Kindle real quick. I didn't know you were a gnome in that moment. So, I mean, is you, well, yeah. I mean, I don't sound like a gnome. That's kind of his thing. Is he sounds like a deep throated cowboy, but he's a little guy, and that's kind of funny to have that duality. But um, your hesitation on role playing is that you think it's uh, stupid, or do you think it's like not stupid, but like you? you are not interested in it from a gameplay mechanic or you think you would be bad at it? I think I would be bad at it. No, it seems very cool and fun for people who are good at it, but I think I would be terrible at it. No, nobody's good at it. You were good. I bet he wasn't good in the beginning when he first started playing. That's true. The other part of it is that I'm still not good. And you're being very nice uh, to be like, you're good at it to make me feel better about you busting in on my closed door environment to, to uh, get your Kindle out uh, with no warning or text or anything like that, which we have all these devices that can give a heads up that somebody might come into the room and that you might want to like change your dial back, whatever you're doing. And, uh, snap out of character for just a second because and it probably wouldn't break anything to just run in and grab the book and then close the door and then I could go back into my safe space. But um, I yep, sorry. What? I, sorry, I, you were going to say something? I just want to apologize to you and all the D&D crew for the, yeah. the disruption that I caused. Yeah, we still talk about it. Just needed my Kindle. No, I think the the big narrative right now with the D&D group is that I fell asleep during our late night showing of the D&D movie on <laughs> Thursday night when I saw it with them. Uh, so I was grateful to see the movie again this time because there was a lot that happened that I did not pick up on the first time around because of the aforementioned sleeping. Robin, did you have any other questions? I don't want to, uh, now I'm afraid to move on. No, I think I think that pretty much covered it. Thank you for giving me that question and answer time. Oh, God, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. And Becky, I do have to say, in all seriousness, our child was over the moon that you were there. Uh, he and I have a bit of a movie going routine, and he was so excited to like bring you into every little like bit and bob of it, down to the stairway that he thinks is smelly and like what when you should go to the bathroom before you get your popcorn, so that. What did he say? He you no, want your... no, no, no. What? No. That's family talk. What? <laughs> I don't think it is. You can edit it out, but he I'll said, edit it out. Why would you edit it? He said you want your bladder to be as dry as a bone before seeing a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's good advice. That's Why would you edit that out? I don't great. know. I don't it's know. In ten years, is he going to be mad that we said that on the podcast? <laughs> no, it's good advice. It is good advice. All right, we'll leave it in. Yeah. Very good advice. Yeah. Lights. Camera. Action. It's talking toe views. Robin, the most adorable vegan party food you have ever seen. What is that is uh that's not a question. I'm summarizing what Becky wrote in the oh, script yes, about her her editorial of vegan dollhouse. Um <laughs> what is your perfect party? Oh that is so hard. Okay, so the reason it's a difficult thing for me to answer is because there are two sides to my personality. I have this like very kawaii pastel, what I would consider like sweet Lolita style, mm-hmm. but I also have like a very goth style. So I feel like I can't answer because I like both types of parties. Like it's either a goth party uh-huh. where everything is like black and purple and and what I call spooky cute. Yeah. Cause I don't like spooky. 
Uh-huh. Like gore. Like I don't want things that look like they're bleeding and like stuff like that. That's not cute. Like spooky cute to me is like, like heart skulls with heart eyes or like, yeah. Um, or the other aspect would be like everything pastel, like an Easter party. They're like bunny shaped things. <laughs> what is, what's your favorite occasion for a party? I mean, Halloween, obviously. Halloween. Yeah. Yes. The best holiday. What is your favorite cuisine? 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 Qui- quiz- uh, yeah. Cuisine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, well, Dave. No, don't be. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. It's it's right for me to be wrong. Um, <laughs> cuisine. What is your favorite? What? <laughs> Dave is falling apart right now. Is <laughs> continuing to fall apart. What is your favorite cuisine for a party? I don't. Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah. Not, Do you not like? I want you to say the word cuisine anymore because that's not actually what I'm asking for. But like, I, I will. No, I mean, uh, there there are several different types of cuisine that one can have at a party, and uh, I guess the cuisine that I'm talking about is like. Maybe it's a dinner party. Maybe it's a snack uh, party. Even if it's a snack party, it could be savory snacks. It could be dessert snacks. Is there punch at a party? Punch could be a type of cuisine. Um, do you what? Hi. <laughs> punch as a cuisine is is intriguing. What? Pick it apart. Prove me wrong. I, mean, I did punch as a cuisine for like my mid twenties to mid thirties. I think I pretty much got that out of Yeah. <laughs> All the punches you can make. Yeah, like Becky, your cuisine would be vegan pigs and blankets. That was your go-to mm-hmm. at parties that we would host. Pigs and blankets, smoky bean dip. Yeah, Becky Levine's her maiden Ooh, name. Is that was what you Levine. call your bean dip? Yeah, my maiden name was Levine. Oh, Becky Levine's very cute. Yeah, that's delightful. So, yes, I think I guess my favorite cuisine then would be picnic food. Oh. Ooh. So anything that you, anything that you can, that you can leave out, it doesn't need to be heated. Yeah. Like I like an outdoor party often. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think finger foods too. I don't, yeah. I'm not into like getting a plate of food. I just want yeah. to snack the whole time. I yes. find myself rushing through if I have like a paper plate and a fork and I've scooped something onto the plate and I'm in conversation I'll rush through like oh, eating yeah. whatever's on the plate because I don't want to deal with the plate anymore. And you're uh, like, invariably you are just like stuffing your face while you're having a conversation with somebody, or you've like skulked away to a corner to like do the job and, and get done with it so that you can return to the group. I agree with you. I think a finger food is, is great. Plus, about, if like, you have a plate and a drink, then you can't eat the food because you true. don't have a hand for the fork. That's true. Finger food solves that problem because it's just going directly into the mouth. Yeah. yeah. What do you are are you a toothpick person? Uh more of a kebab stick. Oh. I use kebab. them so much I should definitely know what they're called. Skewers. Skewers, yeah. 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 Like but a... then you get like five bites on each one. Like yeah. toothpick thing that's just one bite. It's just not enough food. I'm a... it's like a mega toothpick. It's the yeah. same concept, but a it's like, let's toothpick. make it worth your while. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like a toothpick for a pig. The actual official term. <laughs> <laughs> I get one of them mega toothpicks. You put four or five things on a mega toothpick, I'd be set for the whole party. Is there a dwarf in this room? What? Hey, it's a gnome, <laughs> and that's not his voice. Dude, a gnome. Are you I a gnome? Is that your character? 
That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You have more than one. I have six. Yeah. Is it because they keep getting killed off and you keep having- No, I honestly, and I'm going to knock on wood because I'm very superstitious. I just had to explain this to my son today um, that I have not died in a D&D campaign yet. Shut up. But we're just playing several campaigns and I have a different character for each campaign. So you have to kind of switch gears um, into each one to- do the backstory. I just got very embarrassed while we were talking about it. So, oh, you're you like blessing. You're a little pink, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's the it's. I'm in this room. Oh yeah, we should talk, Peggy. We're not in the same room, and oh, we're yeah. both well. Yeah, yeah. So we're in separate rooms because we're recording on Zoom, and this just seemed like the easiest way to do it. It was very easy. <laughs> <laughs> just a low lift. <laughs> <laughs> But we did do it, and we're so we're all in separate rooms. We're all we're all in our own separate corners. Um, but but you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know to hear it, and and that's why I thought it was important to point it out. <laughs> yeah. Did we go somewhere to eat this week, Becky? We did. I was gonna save that for the next record since we oh, didn't it's not go worth, with it's Robin. Not worth this conversation got it. It's not worth talking about here. You just want to. Wow, you're just going to brag about the thing that you did that I didn't do, huh? Yeah, no, yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't want to subject you to a whole segment talking about a restaurant you hadn't hadn't eaten at. I mean, we could have included Robin and like, yeah, been like, hey, we for example, we went to a burrito place. Robin, do you like burritos? I and mean, there's a way to bring somebody into an experience <laughs> that they may not have sat at the table with you at. The thing is, oh, I already well, we're going to be doing that in the next <laughs> segment. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is a good time for us to you're go right. to Tony's. It is. You're right. It is a bad podcast. This is Talking Tony's. Hey, this is this this is talking toe news. This is a segment of the podcast where I take a headline from the world of vegan news and I present it uh, for discussion. And now it's a kind of a roundtable discussion. This is like the McLaughlin Group now, you know. Um, <laughs> but this the one, Joplin Group, the Goplin Group. Let's keep going on that. You know, have a think on it and feel pop in whenever you've got another one. All right. <laughs> So we're just going to yeah. keep things going. We're not going to stall out and, and workshop that, but love it. Love the energy. Let's keep v- that going. VNN. Okay. Oh, okay. VNN is, I think maybe already a thing. Probably. Yeah. But keep it I'm up. Assuming. Keep it up. Love the energy. <laughs> love the energy. Love the participation. This one is uh, from the front lines of the cheese wars. Uh, Robin, to bring you up to speed. Uh, the cheese wars are, are, you are probably as aware as anybody, the vegan cheese wars are hot and heavy. Everybody's getting better and better with cheeses. And, you know, 10 years ago, the cheese was almost inedible. And now there's such a plethora of like good staple cheeses. And now people are getting into like gourmet cheeses and things like that. And so the, the cheese wars are hot and heavy. My, uh, my front runner is Chow. I think Chow is doing it better than anybody else. Uh, I don't think Becky even agrees with me on that, though. I think you're so delicious, right? I guess it depends for shreds. And I know this is controversial and people are going to yell at me, but Daya is my favorite for shreds. Yeah. It melts. And I 
like the taste the best. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, no, I know Robin's making a face. <laughs> I mean, you you are you are free to be wrong here. You know, we don't yeah. judge anything like that. Robin, do you have a favorite vegan cheese? Uh, it is currently BioLife. Yeah. Wait, yeah, BioLife's really good. Oh, so sorry, but you've already you've already enlisted. <laughs> You've already and, submitted your incorrect answer. Right. In the day army <laughs> and you cannot defect and re-enlist, you would be uh, tried and murdered for being a traitor. But uh, hey, we all make choices, right? So I think, man, Violife's a good one. Violife has the best cream cheese in the biz, if you're asking mm-hmm. me. I think mm-hmm. that uh, you can't get better than that. What's your what's your head shake? It you does like- melt. Well, it melts yeah, on yeah. hot bagels. Who makes, who makes better cream cheese? I know. Oh, oh yeah, Kite Hill disagree. makes great hard cream cheese too. No, they make great cr- sour cream. I think you guys are getting your creams confused. Kite Hill makes great sour cream, and they make a bad everything else. But anyway, <laughs> getting to the headline, uh, the this look one on Robin's face is from March twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. It's from Veg News. Uh, it's our pal Nicole Axworthy. So go ahead and give her the click. Uh, this one, 73% of consumers want better vegan cheese report finds. So everything that we just said is bullshit to 73% of consumers. Jeez. Uh, okay, which wait, just... Can I interject for one moment? We yeah. were rating the best cheeses that we have available. I definitely never said that Violet was perfect. <laughs> okay. I am in the 73%. Okay. I okay. want you to know that. All right. I love okay. it. I love it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, re- oh, sorry. Did I say report finds? It's important to say that a report found this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. Hey, I wouldn't be doing my job as a journalist if I wasn't clear that this wasn't my opinion, <laughs> that I'm reading an article somebody else wrote that cites a report that somebody else did. A report from the Plant-Based Foods Association says consumers are still unhappy with the taste and texture of vegan cheese. How can this problem be solved? Well, it seems like they're trying to solve it with coconut oil, and I don't care for that solution. Great, great interjection. Um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with the article for just another like maybe get past the headline and get a little (laughs) bit further into it. And then maybe we'll take a minute and talk about it. All right. Okay. sorry. No, no worries. No worries. That's why we really just hit a nerve with me. I had to Uh, have an outburst. Yeah, no, it's good. You're new to this. So so 73% of consumers want better vegan cheese, according to a new report published by trade organization, Plant-Based Foods Association and data insights company 84.51. The report targeted the top 50% of the most engaged plant-based shoppers in Kroger's 60 million household customer database to determine how retailers can shape their merchandising strategies to increase plant-based product sales. This included asking consumers about their likes and dislikes about plant-based products. So it's basically, it's a survey of, of Kroger shoppers. That's so me. I'm a Kroger shopper. You are, Robin. I was are there you even today. anywhere near Kroger? We don't have Kroger. Yeah. You have Ralph's though. We have Ralph's in, in Southern California, but not here. What else? Kroger owns a bunch of stuff. I'm sure we have something Kroger owns. If you have a store that has the Simple Truth brand in it, then you have a Kroger store. That's the Kroger stores. Is that true? It's like Simple Truth is their store brand. Yeah. Like my sister could get Simple Truth at this weird grocery store that no longer exists where she lives called Lucky's. Okay. It was a random Kroger store in the middle of South Florida that closed. We have Lucky's. Oh, you did? Huh. 
Yeah. They had a Lucky's and she loved that place. And then it closed. Lucky's were bought by Albertsons. Oh, yeah. And then I haven't seen an Albertsons in a while. So then they must have closed. Yeah. I feel like Albertsons, Winn-Dixie, that was a big one in Florida. That was like the competitor to Publix for a minute. Winn-Dixie? Yeah. But not anymore. There's that one sad Winn-Dixie in St. Simons Island that we go to that has like like a mountain of Gatorade and a mountain of rafts because it's at the beach and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and continue this article though. Um, okay. Okay. Taste flavor. I lost my place because I don't, I don't know how uh, I lost my place from what yeah, I was we reading. We don't either because yeah. we don't interrupt. Yeah. I'm back. That's not a thing we do. Oh, I found We're it. We're professionals. Oh uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. Tried and true. Uh, Taste, flavor, and quality of ingredients are key pain points consumers cited. For one, the data shows that consumers are still unhappy about the taste and texture of vegan cheese, noting that it tastes like plastic or unnatural and has a grainy texture. 73% of respondents wish there was better plant-based cheese that tastes like dairy cheese, melts well, and doesn't have a grainy texture. I feel like one person was entering in the comments like this thing about the grainy texture. And, you know, in a survey where there there's that last like screen of is there anything else you'd like to add and this person just went to town over and over and over again about the grainy texture and that guys- person also probably hasn't tried a vegan cheese in the past five years right so like yeah. remembering the grainy texture from right the- or got like a spoiled thing of <laughs> vegan cheese that had a grainy texture and was like i guess it's all like this mm-hmm. uh, i've never had cheese that had a grainy texture Oh, you are so lucky. You must not have been vegan very long, sir. No. Yeah. Yeah. I Definitely. There have been grainy ones, especially like in the cream cheeses. Like with like particles inside of it? When they were making cheese out of rice, it was real bad. Oh, I could see that. It's kind of like Nestle Crunch. It's got that <laughs> crispy rice. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> That's exactly what it was like, but you don't want to melt that into your macaroni. No. Speaking of Nestle Crunch, are you really sitting on that plant-based Reese's peanut butter cup that I found at Kroger? What are you doing? We're going to eat it on Tuesday when we record or Wednesday. I got that over a week ago and it's just squirreled away in your little hidey hole. I haven't even been able to find it yet. I found one, one. I would have bought more, but there was only one in a thing, in a thing like hidden behind something. Wait, like are you sure Kroger. it wasn't misplaced by a child? Like, what if the, Maybe. there was a whole bunch more somewhere in their real location? There were a whole bunch of like <laughs> syringe holes in it as well. So, but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's oozing a little bit. I'm not too yeah. worried. Uh, I'm going to continue the article if you guys don't mind. Um, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Consumers dissatisfaction with plant-based cheese is something that the plant-based industry is very familiar with, but we should keep in mind that the plant-based cheese category is still very young. Lynette Kwan, PBFA data and consumer insights analyst tells Veg News. So Veg News reached out to this person for comment and they they responded. This is journalism, guys. Kwan suggests that innovation is well on its way to meeting this need for consumers. Every year we see advancements in plant-based cheese, whether it's new brands, products, or techniques. This year, there are several companies trying out new fermentation techniques to achieve a more realistic plant-based cheese. I love a fermented vegan cheese. That's, that's what I'm going to lead with. Those are the best ones. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like which ones are, are that? Like Miyoko's does a lot okay. of fermentation. Okay. Does it, are those tree line cheeses fermented? I feel like they. They, yes, I think they are. I think I you have can to tell by how expensive the cheeses are and the 
the ones that are fermented are always the soft, like the wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But gosh, they taste so good. Um, they, they cost more because that, that process of making rejuvelac is not cheap. Like that, all of that takes time. So it makes the price tag increase, which did you say in the article that people also were looking at price? Uh, that would require me remembering what I've read in the article, but I'm, I'm scrolling back through and I'm not seeing any real comments. Oh, on I thought that was your third thing. Okay, never mind. Take that it off. was that off. Uh, <laughs> taste, taste and texture. And yeah, it's taste, texture and grainy texture. Grainy texture being a subcategory of texture, almost its own category. I think that Nicole might have, uh, I think Nicole Agsworthy might have an axe to grind about the grainy texture herself. Oh, I liked that. But uh, it then goes on again to say, tastes like dairy cheese, melts well, and doesn't have a grainy texture. So really feels like it's centered around the grain. Again, uh, I'm sorry to keep harping on that, but I find that a disgusting feature for cheese to have and am horrified to learn about it for the first time. So my questions are, hey, there's more here. And then it gets into kind of a distracted section about whether vegan meat should be in the meat section or not. I don't want to get into all that. Let's just talk about cheese. And also, and give Nicole the click. Well, yeah, you got to give Nicole the click. That's, I said that at the top. Oh, okay. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give Nicole the click. Um, oh, I will say, okay. One last thing. Companies such as new culture, Quan notes are working on new fermentation techniques to produce. Now here's, here's a, it's not cuisine. Casein, 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 right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I knew what it was. I was just going <laughs> to workshop it with you guys and make sure you guys knew what it was. Uh, as of now, casein is only found in animals and it's a crucial protein for giving dairy cheese that stretchy, melty quality that consumers want to also see in plant-based cheese. Once this technique is successful, it could be a game changer for plant-based cheese, a whole new theater in the cheese wars. Which so is when I, exciting. when I first went vegan, there was a plant-based cheese. I think it was soya cause. K-A-A-S. Did you have that? And it had casein in it. It was not vegan. I didn't. I was a baby vegan and I brought something to a potluck that had it and a a more experienced vegan kind of very quietly was like, is there, did you use soya cause? And I was like, I did. I found it. And she was like, it's not vegan. So let's just quietly take this away, but don't tell everybody because some of them might freak out. Wait, how does they know? I think this was a long time ago, like 2006, maybe even before then. I might not have actually been vegan yet. I think I was just trying to make a vegan dish and go to a vegan potluck because I had been invited. And curious. Yeah. And um, I think the fact that there was melted cheese on top was what tipped them off. That was, it was pre Daya. Yeah. I'm surprised nice. more people didn't question it. Me too. Well, and I think you're lucky that you got a good vegan to come take she you aside was, and be sympathetic to your journey. And she was so nice. Yeah. yeah. She was like, don't tell her. She'll freak out. Yeah. Just, we need just more put people it away. Like that. I'm yeah. probably the person she was pointing to when she was like, <laughs> 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 um, I do wonder too, like I know that Kroger owns all of these other companies or whatever, but I wonder how widespread this survey was, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether everybody rolls up to the Kroger database, whether they're going to these Kroger offshoots or whether it was just true Kroger. I wonder about the integrity of the sample size, but I think they're not wrong. 
And uh, if if the past few years have told me anything, it's that better cheese is always right around the corner. There's always like a really exciting cheese development in the cheese wars, like in our in the grocery store, like every time we go almost. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, we're back and we are going to talk about something new that we ate. All of us ate the same exact item. And that is <laughs> Trader well, I... Joe's meatless bolognese. Robin, do you have anything to add? Becky. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, Robin is our guest. Like the exact name of the vegan bolognese that I had too, except mine maybe didn't say Trader Joe's on it and it maybe said no bull on it. I wonder though, because a lot of the Trader Joe's brand stuff is just their branding. I know, right? Does it look the same like the, the item itself? You're right. Trader Joe's does just put their name on on white label stuff. Did the same? Yeah, that's not it. Yeah, oh. it's different. Yours looks better. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? <laughs> they have better packaging. I don't know. He, this is ours. I don't. Uh, I, yeah, it's a different pasta shape. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. more macaroni. Yeah, probably. Well, uh, these acts were like, like pasta too, so it probably has that going for it. Um, anyway, we're gonna talk about two kinds of frozen vegan bolognese. That will be I really so fun. To, I really yeah. need you to keep the everything leading up to this. I uh, I do not <laughs> want you deceiving our listeners with that being the entry point to. I uh, yeah, I think you got to keep it. I think you got to keep it. 
Look, look, it's a happy mistake. We're talking about it two is. different kinds of vegan bolognese. Am I saying yes. that right? Am I saying the name of that cuisine right? Yes. Bolognese? And you know what's fun? I didn't know how to pronounce it until today when I just heard Becky pronounce it. I'm paranoid about it. I still, in my head, it's bolognese. Wait, we're I've going off of that me? Too. Yeah. You're the expert. Hey, get that guy on YouTube who says, that guy on YouTube who says food, get that guy. I'm getting that guy. Yeah. You have a guy? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we got a guy. He yeah. pronounces he's food. on YouTube. Can you hook me up with him? Yeah. Yeah. I could uh I can get you his info. Thanks. He's pretty busy, but uh <laughs> he always has time for us. I mean, I'm oh, here he is. Our guy, so <laughs> worked out really well. Oh, it's a Domino's ad. Oh, oh we have to watch the oh ads over. Can you hear him? Yeah. Italian pronunciation, the name of this sauce that you use for seasoning and for preparing spaghetti, all types of pasta, lasagna, using... I love how he drags it out. Garlic and onions and tomatoes. How you monetize. Fantastic sauce. Of course, in English or American, you normally say it, bolognese. Bolognese, Bolognese. Like Bolognese. but the Italian pronunciation is quite different. In fact, in Italian, they say Bolognese, Bolognese. Okay. They just so, pronounce so more, yeah, we're Bolognese. Yeah. So it's N-Y-A. Yeah, so it's Bolognese. Like mayonnaise. It's, it's, not, be, it's not. Yeah, it's like mayonnaise if you put it, a Y wrong. after the N, just like you do with Bolognese. Bolognese, Bolognese. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. This is a good podcast. That's so so good. we I do, wanted. I have learned a lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we did mess up, and we have two different types of bolognese. But that's good. Yeah, we're gonna talk options. It's gonna be yeah. really great. So Dave and I tried Trader Joe's vegan bolognese. It is a I... meatless, plant-based. I can't. Bolognese style sauce with Come mushrooms on. and red lentil pasta. Yeah. Oh, have you ever made a red lentil sauce before? Um, no. I've actually. made it. I've made one. It wasn't my recipe. I found a recipe online and made it for a lasagna, and I did not care for it. Oh. No. no. This is the pasta. I felt like it was dry. Like it made but- the lasagna dry. Ooh. Oh, did it soak in? They kept soaking in oh. all the. And I huh. even added more sauce than the recipe called for. And it huh. still tasted so dry to me, but I'm a picky pants. So this is the pasta. It's made with red lentil flour. Oh, the so think, pasta is. Okay. Huh. It's okay. weird that they use this that gluten-free pasta, but the, the dish is not gluten-free, contains wheat. Huh. So they have red lentil pasta, but it is there's some gluten in here. That's silly. Yes. Oh, the meat. The meat is made from gluten. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. makes sense. So you got this at Trader Joe's. I got this at Trader Joe's. Okay. You it was you yeah. reminded me no fewer than 10 times mm-hmm. to eat this before we recorded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was truly unnecessary. Was the, it? the number of times that you reminded me to eat the bolognese. When? Because you were going to remember on your own? Of course I was going to remember on my own. This was important to me. Of course. To, I, look, 
this podcast is bad because of me, but I will not let it be bad because I did not do something that I was supposed to do for it. Whether that's look up a headline for talking toe news, which I did at 529 PM when we recorded at 530, whether it is eating the food that we're going to eat, whether it is, Oh, and I, I meant to say Becky, but we didn't do a real catch up at the beginning. Um, I listened to our last, what, what is that? We thing? did. We caught up. Oh, go on. It's it wasn't. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Um, we, I listened to last week's episode, or I guess this week's episode right before we recorded. And it was the worst idea. I was so over our podcast, like when we started, because I had already listened to an hour of it. And this has nothing to do Robin, you're saving it because I'm delighted to talk to you. But I feel like we're sick doing of me. I feel I'm not sick of you, but I feel like you and I have been doing a two hour podcast session because I listened to a one hour podcast of us. And then I get caught. Do you not get this? Like it is, it feels like the most indulgent narcissistic thing to listen to your own podcast. Oh, I never did. I also yeah. didn't have to edit it. My co-host edited ours. So I never had to listen. Luckily, she always asked me to listen to it and let her know if I wanted anything cropped out. And I was like, no, I don't want it. I can't. I can't listen to myself talk. Uh, that's kind of how I am. And I kind of got to a place where, like I'm saying, like like looking like looking up an article a minute before you start recording, like I want to be prepared. I also want to improve. And and you got to, yeah. I, I feel like I want to listen to it and, and learn how to improve. But any margin of improvement that I get is far eclipsed by the amount of self-indulgence that like, if I got pulled over and I was listening to <laughs> myself on a podcast, if I got into a wreck and died and they pulled me out and they're like, is this, so they look at my ID and they're like, is this the same David Streepy that's on this podcast? Yeah. that's on his iPhone right now. Yeah. Um, and from the news, we know that they do look at people's phones because they, they do. They check. They tweeted last and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. they would for yeah. sure know what you were listening and to. And I crashed because I was Googling myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I had any hits. Um, but yeah, it feels oh. very, very indulgent. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I prepare for this podcast. You do. Yeah. Um, and so it would remind me 10 times was unnecessary. Six would have been fine. Okay. Uh, can I also just, I have a little bit of feedback on the comment that you made about that you were listening to the podcast because you would like to improve, which great. We do all need to improve in some aspects of our lives. I need you to know that this is not one of them. Your podcast is perfect. Oh, perfection. You're so nice. That's so nice and not true. (laughs) Thank you. Also, Robin, uh, in hindsight, I think it's me that messed up because I do think you said no bull. (laughs) And I got mixed up and and went to Trader Joe's and was like, oh, they have the bull in (laughs) it. I had a real learning experience in the Trader Joe's freezer section because I was asking about all the stuff. Robin emailed us a list, Toeheads, and... um, was like, let's try any of these items because she lives in the Bay Area and Dave and I are in Atlanta, Georgia. We're in different markets, mm-hmm. which makes it trick. We had a really hard time finding something that we both could access. Robin, we're going to be in the Bay Area. What's the one place we should go to while we're out there? Have you guys already had this conversation? Only one. No, no we have not. Oh, only one? Really? Yeah, you got it. I, can only I say really, one. we're going for a wedding where, and I really only have where, where exactly? San Francisco. Okay. I'll be in Berkeley for three days after that. Okay. Um, It depends what time you have free. 
If it is after 5 p.m., then I would say Shazen. Can you spell that? S-H-I-Z-E-N. Is that the sushi place? Mm-hmm. I've had it. Oh, okay. So you want to use it? No, I told. I, I said to Becky, I was like, we are definitely doing that on our trip. Okay. Yeah, because they we have basically... a whole clue menu. Like they have a whole menu yeah. of rolls named. I after only order, order off the clue food. menu because, oh my God. like Becky, I also like board games a lot. I want the <laughs> the the Russian roulette one or whatever it's called. That one of the pieces is oh, super yes. super spicy. Super spicy. Yeah. yeah. I never. That's fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> What about Berkeley? Do you have a Berkeley recommendation? Well, you've probably already been to Butcher's Son. No. Okay. Well, that's you what. sound so enthusiastic about uh, it that I've I mean, got to try just, it. It's been there for a while. So because you were at Shazen, I thought you'd already been there. No. So it's not new, but it's delicious. It's amazing. All right. And that's in Berkeley? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey. Guys, let's talk about this bolognese. Oh, yeah. Well, Can you oh, tell me how you prepared it? I would like to know how you did you microwave yours or did you do it different? Okay. I did the mic. So it came only with microwave directions. Okay, this good. one. Good. I so, want to make sure because mine was also microwavable. And I feel like if you cook them in different ways, it also makes a difference. So I'm glad we both did that. Yeah. Yes. Because the microwave has some uh, limitations, I feel like, when you're cooking. Yeah. So this was like classic TV dinner, stab the film, microwave, let it sit. Yes, same. Remove the film, stir. Okay, same. Um, Dave, Which, what did you... Yeah, go on. I got to say, like, there's a comfort in that sort. Like, there's no way that... This is maybe a little bit leading and telling. There's no way that food is going to be good if all you have to do is poke a slit in it and put it in a microwave for X amount of time and, like... That's it. Like there's only so good that dish is going to be, but there's a little bit of comfort in that too, from a nostalgic perspective of like a time when many more of my meals were prepared that way than they are nowadays, you know? So it's also like that satisfying pop when you stab it with the fork. Yeah. Which is similar to the pop, to the stabbing with the, like Becky knows about this. I just learned I'm very old. I just learned that you can, poke a potato, put it in the microwave and push the potato button. And then in three minutes, you have a cooked potato that's ready for you to eat. I thought it was a much more drawn out process than that. I've had so many potatoes this week after I learned this fact a week ago today, (laughs) a week ago today, I learned it. I've had like six potatoes in the microwave. Do you want to see wild? I also just learned that trick on February 12th. So like a month and a half ago. How is it? Probably as old as you are. We're both very smart too. We're very intelligent people. We're we're worldly people. (laughs) It's not like we're in our little bubbles or anything. Like, and we both like really like food. So it's not like it's an area of the world that we're like ignorant of, you know. (laughs) And I still, and I still, and I yell. Food thing. (laughs) Tell me about. (laughs) Tell me more about this food. And I still, this is a bit of a tangent, but I'm getting mad at myself. I still can't make oatmeal in the microwave without it exploding and bubbling over nine times out of 10. And I know that you can reduce the power setting, Becky, because that's on the tip of your tongue. I know that you can mess with the length. I know that you can put a pinch of salt in there to keep, and none of it works. None of it works if it doesn't. You know, you said you pressed a button that said potato. Is there yeah. a button that says oatmeal? There needs to be. Okay. Yeah. There, there needs to be. 
So did you want to know what I thought of the bolognese? Very much. Bolognese. Bolognese. I'm not going. That's, I mean, that's too far. That's too far. That's it's a, it's a me levels. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I don't like bolognese. I, I don't think that it's a good dish. I don't like red sauce. I don't like like the um, Chef Boyardee dealing with meatiness of of bolognese. So and I wasn't consulted on what this item would be that we were all going to try and sync up on, uh, which shows how like go along to get along I am and how cool and chill I can be. Uh, But I did not. I don't enjoy it when it's at its best form. And I certainly did not enjoy it here. But the level of space between how I regularly don't enjoy it and how I did not enjoy this pretty close. So I feel like it, it, it approximates what I expect out of bolognese. I thought that the pasta was God awful. I thought I chalked it up to being microwave pasta, which just sounds like a terrible idea, but maybe it was the lentil pasta that contributed to that as well. Yeah. Like I think so. So I focused more on the sauce and really tried to pull myself out of myself to imagine what, what one could appreciate about the sauce and uh, I thought the mushrooms were okay, I guess. Uh, it wasn't too hot, which is something I was worried about coming out of the microwave. Uh, I was worried about the temperature being too hot, but it was not. I was able to eat it pretty well and pretty quickly, which was a relief because it tasted so bad. And I was happy to be done with it and move on to my sandwich. Okay. Well, so the kid, uh, Dave portioned himself out a little little plop of the pasta and then let the kid have the rest for his lunch because um he also needed a lunch yeah and they have note, to eat like every day it's, all time it's so many wild. times yeah so many times a day it's yeah. bananas nobody told me about that yeah, i so, hate it <laughs> he said this is great except the mushrooms yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He hates mushrooms, though. That's a thing. Like, he probably didn't even taste the mushrooms. He saw it on the box and was like, yeah. I'm going to hate those mushrooms. I can't yeah. wait to hate those mushrooms. Yeah, because I've hidden mushrooms and things. I make a baked ziti that has like sausagey mushrooms in it. And um, he loves this. And he didn't know there were mushrooms. And he was like, this is so good. I love it. And then a few days later, he was talking about how much he hates mushrooms. And I was like, you literally just ate mushrooms like two days ago. You had no idea. I don't think he hates mushrooms. He hates the idea of them. Yeah. He hates the texture of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that is. So you just have to chop them up little. Okay. So basically what I'm hearing is Dave can eat the mushrooms out of it and give the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I could just tap out of the entire thing. And oh, you think that's an option? He can, he can eat around the mushrooms. And then everybody gets what they want. Yeah. Can we circle back to this? You hate red sauce thing. Yeah. I don't like it. Is that on pizza as well? Yeah. I'll tolerate it on pizza, but if it gets too soft, your face, Becky, your face, I am, you no love secrets pizza. on your face. I do love pizza. I love pizza a lot, but a saucy pizza is a bad thing. I like a little bit of red sauce. I used to like white sauce on pizza. Um, I really like an olive oil pizza. Okay, so uh, so what you're talking about is wild bread, it sounds like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I do like, like, I, I can tolerate a, a round pizza. It could be square. I don't, I'm not, don't care about the shape. Don't yeah, know why I brought shapeless. it up. Yeah, yeah, not shapeless at all. Uh, I want, 
I want one pass at the at the tomato sauce on there. I don't want the ladle to hang out too long, spill it on, and then that ladle pushes it around, smudges it around, and you're starting to see like goops appear. I mean, I'm not in there in the kitchen watching it get made, but I imagine how it's being made when it shows up. And one slice of it is more sauce heavy than the other slices of it. You know, I'll gravitate towards the slices that have less sauce, but I don't I don't want them to have no sauce, you know? Yeah, but the white sauce pizza, like Greek style, you yeah. would prefer that. Yeah, yeah. Weird, okay. So the one that I had was from no, the No Meat Company, <laughs> and it was called No Bull Bolognese, which I just learned how to pronounce. I oddly have never had this before. I feel like I've had maybe like spaghetti with meatballs like as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I've had some sort of pasta with a meat sauce as a child. But as an adult, this is not something I've had before. Yeah, it feels very like school lunchy kind of. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But like the idea of pasta with red sauce and meat sauce feels like a school lunch or like a kid's meal, kid's menu option, you know? Yeah, I... I maybe I would have had a better like recollection of it if I had been allowed to have school lunches. But <laughs> pack me these lunches that no one would want. It was like this <laughs> wheat bread that was like so hard that you uh, couldn't even smash it. Like you could have put lots of bricks on top, and it would have still been a sandwich after. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, with like nut butter that was just ground peanuts. Yes, it's wow. My dad was a hippie, so. That's what <laughs> While the other kids were eating delicious pasta school lunches, apparently. Now I've seen the ground peanut nut butter that is from a farmer's market in the eighties or whatever, like where it's barely, there's no butter about it. It's just like a mash. <laughs> yeah. It's dry. It's a, yeah. it's a dry yeah. sandwich. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so I felt when I was eating this, keep in mind, I have been vegan for 22 years and vegetarian before that. So it's been over 25 years since I've had meat. I felt like this was too meaty. <laughs> I felt the same way about the Trader Joe's one. And I am not one of those. It's too meaty vegans. Oh, okay. but this felt too meaty to me. And I did not care for it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I wonder if they were both of the Trader Joe's one and this one. I wonder if they were just trying to make it higher in protein. So they put all this meat, but I don't know. I just felt like too much meat. Other than that, though, I thought my pasta was really good because it was like a normal semolina pasta and not a weird red lentil. Oh, sounds so, <laughs> so nice. lucky. Must be nice. <laughs> and hey, got like, check me on this. I assumed that Bolognese. Like that, that's the Bolognese's whole thing is that it's a very, very meaty, quote unquote, sauce that goes on pasta. Yeah, it's like a meat, it's meat sauce. Yeah. So it's supposed to be very meaty, but I felt like too meaty. I called the pasta chewy, Dave. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And also, I will also say, um, I did not like the the bean pastas are chewy. Have you had other bean pastas? Yeah, they're bad. They're so bad. I feel like they're all chewy. I don't like them. And then they're mushy. They're chewy. Or if you cook them a little longer, they just like disintegrate. The rice ones disintegrate. Mm. But the bean ones are chewy. Yeah, they haven't nailed that. No. (laughs) 
Maybe they the need to take wars. a break from the cheese wars. And yeah. start the pasta No, we wars. need to, the cheese wars are almost, and I feel like this is what they were saying during every war. Whoever's driving the wars is like, we're almost to victory, but I feel <laughs> like don't, don't lose any momentum in this cheese war. We've gotten so many, it's like the space race where you're getting all of this great runoff technology from it. Like, I feel like the cheese war is bearing a lot of fruit. Like, let's keep it going. Do not distract from the cheese war. Do not defund the cheese war. Colonel Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's General Dave. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I'm so you thought the sauce was too meaty. What about the flavor of it besides the meatiness? Could you or was it could you no, detect it? Was delicious. It? Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds it like, sounds like we don't better. like. Sorry, go ahead. It sounds like Robin had the better experience. If it you're going to sounds... get a bolognese, it sounds like the no bowl is the way to go. It sounds like none of us really like bolognese, like yes. as a dish. No. I don't yeah. think so, we do. So I will say I added chili crisp to mine after I got a good feel for how much I disliked it. And the chili crisp f- fixed it. I need okay. to know more about these chili crisps, please. Robin, chili wow. crisp is my favorite thing. It's an emergency when we run out of it. It's um, chilies and garlic. And the one that I like also has little baby soybeans in it and they are fried up in oil. So it's like this oily, spicy, garlicky condiment. And the soybeans are like little special crunchy bits that you get to find. Mm-hmm. And it makes everything so delicious. I put chili like crisp on everything. Sprinkle or a it's like an oily sauce, almost like, like closer to pesto than a sprinkle. Oh, okay. Okay. That's like awesome. you open it and there's oil, oil sitting on top. You kind of have to stir it and then mm-hmm. you spoon it on. Okay. It's incredible. There's all kinds of different ones. I just get like the cheapest one and I love it so much. Uh, okay. Follow-up question. In the 10 times that you reminded Dave to eat this, did you also remind him to use that sauce on it or... No, 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 no. Dave doesn't no. use the chili crisp. I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, I don't, look, I don't know that guy look, at all. I don't use it because of the tizzy you get in when you run out. And I want to preserve it for you as long as possible. Oh, and I'm okay without it is oh why God, I don't use it. So, so romantic. Yeah. It really is. Wow. Yeah. You'll go without so that she can have more. Oh, Melt my is, this, is this a bad time to say my joke that uh, that little baby soybeans was your nickname for me when we were dating? <laughs> no, it's perfect time. Okay. All right. It wasn't. It's not true. Um, so, yeah, it's one could argue that maybe we shouldn't have all tried <laughs> a dish that we don't like the dish of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for call. comparison. Good call. Um, In hindsight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe just have some pre-checkpoint that I could be included in too, because maybe <laughs> maybe it's me who asked these questions, you know? Yeah. Uh, hey, do we all like this? Uh, do we want to eat it together? Because I, for my part of it, and I know it's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking, um, I would have suggested we not do bolognese <laughs> as a sync up. I was much more excited for the other thing, which we can get to in a minute. But um, yeah, I would have squashed this idea uh, almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. tried for a lot of other things, didn't we? We. Oh my gosh. There the email like chain of us trying. kinds of ice cream. There were so, 
It was a long email chain is what you're saying uh, oh, yes. that, that at no point was I brought in on. It wasn't no, just yeah, a yeah, quick, dirty yeah. conversation. That's like, oops, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. And now it's over, but no, it was yeah. a long back and forth. Yeah. There were about eight decision points where wow. every single time we said, no, we should yeah. not bring Dave in at this point. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Um, I didn't yeah. want to bother you. You're so busy. Well, I am. I'm very busy and very, very important. Um, but yeah. I'll always make time for the important stuff like eating food that I like uh, or getting, you know, the chance to redirect uh, a future instance of eating food that I might not like into maybe an opportunity to eat food that I do like. I'm always ready to have that conversation. So the next time it happens, uh, do not think that you are wasting my time by asking me if I would like a certain food and be excited about it. Um, because it has backfired in front of all of our faces right <laughs> really now. Has. In so many ways too. Yeah. <laughs> Just really, <laughs> um, what a great so segment. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10 little baby soybeans, uh, let's go around and talk about where we would put this bolognese. And I guess it's, it's inconsequential because Robin's talking about a different one and we're talking about a different one. But it, it feels like this segment needs to end somehow. And that's as good a way to do it as any. And then we'll move on. So, Robin, uh, how many little baby soybeans do you give uh, no bull bolognese? Am I rating them based on me eating this again or someone else who likes mock meat? I think you, you know yourself. Okay. You know your specific reaction to this dish yes. and and you have this tiny little platform to represent your views on this product to anybody okay. else who might be interested but it should only be through your lens I think. Don't try to don't widen the scope to consider anybody else. Be selfish, only consider yourself. I'm very good at being selfish. I give it <laughs> 5 baby soybeans. Little baby soybeans, little baby but soybeans. Nice, nice. Five. Okay. Right down the middle. Becky, what do you give it? Three little baby soybeans. It was wow. bad. The sauce was acidic and too meaty, but somehow still bland. The texture of the pasta was chewy and weird. And I, I, I thank goodness we had chili crisp to save it. And I was very hungry. And often I will like things more when, you know, but this, that was not the case this time. Wow. I know. Wow. Sorry, Trader Joe's. This was a miss. Don't worry. I like a lot of your food, but not this food. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it was packaged more efficiently than most Trader Joe's packaging. True. Least. Yeah. So there was that. only one layer of plastic to deal with. And I think the box was bigger too. And so the thing like shook around in the box and it was like, I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. But like you can make the box just the right size for the thing. Like you control all of the inputs to make it the most efficient packaging in the world. But still more efficient packaging than their usual stuff. Yeah. I give it zero little baby soybeans. It is the memory wow. of a little baby soybean. It is uh, like, this couldn't have been a bigger waste of time. I'm glad we got together to talk about it, but the time <laughs> that I spent eating it was like negative time in my life. And the taste I did not enjoy, the texture I did not enjoy, the, I was striving to enjoy parts of it so that I could like muster up enthusiasm to talk about it. But this is one of the worst things that I've had in a while. And I say that even after those handsome hunks or whatever we ate last week. Oh my uh, God. Heavenly hunks. Yeah. Like this Not is heavenly. This is in the this is in the the slot bucket. Like this is garbage food 
for, uh, I was going to say for garbage people. And I don't mean that. It's <laughs> just a clever phrase. Kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're, if you like this, you are not a garbage person. You have a different palette than I have, and that is fine, but we will never see eye to eye on this. And there is no amount of convincing that you can do to make me see it the way that you see it. Um, so let's spend our time. If we ever have that conversation, stranger, let's spend that time aligning on something quickly that we agree on and, and enjoying that together. But Toeheads, feel free to message me and drag Dave about his thoughts. Happy to read your, your opinion. You don't have to ask them to do that. They will oh. do it anyway. <laughs> Here's hoping. Yeah. Hey, Are we gonna ha- hey. Yeah. Yeah. Should we eat a Wonder Egg? This thing that's been in our fridge for a week and I haven't been able to touch? I'm going to go get it. We got the Wonder Egg, everybody. If you are not familiar, the Wonder Egg is a vegan hard-boiled egg. It costs $1 million (laughs) for six half hard-boiled eggs. They're like, they're split in half already. Um, Dave, I plated yours up and it comes with a little uh, packet of black salt. So I, I, I put it on the plate. So that you could have yep. a bite without and then sprinkle on the other bite. Oh, uh, is that what you want me to do? I wanted you to try what? it without and with. Do you want to talk about what goes is going into this, what it's made out of? Or do you want to eat it first and then talk about it? The ingredients list is so short. I know. I love that. It's Yeah. Shocking. So it's made from almonds, cashews, coconut milk, salt, agar, yeast, konjac, uh, natural flavor, rosemary extract and some natural color. All right. Um, so konjac is like a, is it a root vegetable? They use it to make vegan seafood a lot. Like you can get shrimp oh. made from konjac and it's really good. It has that snap. That shrimp that you like, Dave, is made from konjac. That shrimp that I like? The bee leaf. Dave, oh. Dave, talk about your history with um with eggs because I feel mm-hmm. like you specifically love eggs and hard boiled eggs. Well, yeah, I was a before going vegan, I was a little eggy boy. I loved eggs. I loved eating eggs, and I feel like eggs are one of the things that I wish there was an egg war. You know, um, I feel like we made along a lot of strides with scrambled eggs, thanks to Just Egg, like kind of leading the charge and people trying to to keep up. But every other egg presentation, I feel like there just isn't a great one yet. I haven't tried any of the fried eggs yet, though. So got to oh. do those. If you go to Butcher Sun, they have them there. Ooh. They all, in their little, refer- they have a little store section inside. Nice. 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 Were you able to get these easily out of the package? If you go on the fat side and you go from under, it'll pop out. Okay. I did have to like, it was a learning curve. It was hard to get it out of the little, they're like nested in a plastic. <laughs> I think that's the mold that they chill them in probably, but um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Have you cooked with agar before? Uh, me and the kid were on this like vegan gummy candy journey for a while that we, it kind of petered out after like making it. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, making yeah. it. And um, like I bought molds that are shaped like jewels and everything. We got really into it. Um, and I had mixed results. I feel like I, I don't love the texture of agar. It can be a little like if you get it, use enough of it that it'll hold like in a gummy candy, enough of it that it'll hold up out of the fridge. It's like very crumbly. Yeah. In a I, jello setting, yeah. it's different. 
In Jello, it's perfect. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Whenever I've seen the agar recipes with just agar for gummy bears, it's never good. Mm. I when I was working on it, and I also gave up. It was like I couldn't find the perfect ratio of pectin and agar, which I think is the trick. Were you using pectin? No, I we had some really crumbly ones, and he was excited because they held mm-hmm. up. And you know how when something kind of works, you you're like, this is great. And then he wow. brought some to a friend, and the friend was like, these are bad. And I think that oh. took the wind out of his sails. All right, All right so are we doing it? First, first bite without, second bite with. I think so. Okay. Yeah, oh, we're doing a without bite. Oh, okay. Is it separate? So that makes me feel okay. like yeah. But okay. Wouldn't that be like? Would you ever eat a hard boiled egg without salt? Oh yeah. Oh, you are really an egg fan. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Becky, he's an egg boy. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. uh, Would you eat a hard-boiled egg without salt? It has been so long; I don't even remember. All right, we're doing it. All right. Whoa, that texture is spot on. That yolk. It's actually a little salty without salt too. Yeah. I can taste the coconut, which I don't, that's not my favorite, but I love it. It's perfect. The texture. Oh my gosh. If they could do something about the coconut taste, it would be perfect for me. All right. I'm putting on. Oh my God. The eggy aftertaste is. Oh my God. There's an eggy aftertaste even without the black salt. Yeah. Hmm. I'm getting coconut afterwards. Yeah. I wonder why they chose coconut oil and not a different kind of oil. I think it's milk, coconut milk, but Um, they could do other milk and just thicken i don't know i mean maybe they tried that i don't they don't need to change a thing guys it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect perfect. all right are we ready for the black salt bite oh i already did it tasted good (laughs) sorry oh wait away (laughs) i thought we were i thought never mind sorry that's okay i'm gonna sprinkle mine on how much did you use just like a pinch i just dabbed it in there i dabbed it um if i had to eat a bowl of Trader Joe's bolognese to get a Wonder Egg. I would do it every time. Uh, with the jet, with the black salt on it, it's incredible. I can still taste the coconut, but it's not so strong that it's bothering me. Oh my god, I love it so much! You're not allowed to have any more of this. It's all, it's all for it me. Definitely needs the black salt. You're right. Yeah, it's it's a game changer. Mm. The black salt, the yolk. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! That's unbelievable. my memory of the egg yolk texture. That like. It's like almost kind of dry, but still rich. Mm. I don't know. They haven't nailed it yet. It's pretty close, though. Do you know who J? Do you, do you remember that account, JC Labs? Mm-mm. He changed his account name, and I don't remember what he changed it to. But he was in LA, based in LA, doing pop-ups for not that even long, maybe like a year to a, to two years at most. And he was making hard-boiled eggs, and his were better than this. Really? Oh, wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't have to figure out how to like preserve them, ship them to stores, yeah. have them keep in stores. I didn't look at the expiration date, but it was yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, this one keeps until July. Until July, yeah. See, that's amazing. Uh, this yolk is not what a yolk is supposed to taste like. <laughs> oh gosh, that yolk really it's did it for me. Weird. No. Oh, what it, what was the cheese? What did the cheese lady call the cheese? Grainy? Grainy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's grainy for me. 
I feel like it is, but that's how I remember egg yolks and a hard boiled egg being like having that kind of like almost it's like dry, but also not dry. Like, no, they were so dry. Like I would get hiccups from eating egg yolks. (laughs) Yeah. That's how dry it was. It was like, I would get like my hard boiled eggs would have a little bit of yolky, but if you let them stay like any amount of time longer than you needed to in boiling water, like those yolks would harden up like so fast. Oh, so it sounds like you're saying I over hard boiled my eggs. I'm just saying that it's possible to yeah. over boil. No, yeah, yeah. Them. You're probably I right. Just, I was I'm just saying scared of taking them out too soon. And <laughs> yeah, having yeah, them yeah. Soft boiled. So I over hard boiled. Yeah. yeah. That's totally a thing I would do. I overcooked bacon when I used to eat bacon. I overcooked everything. We overcooked everything in the air fryer until like about two weeks ago. So yeah. <laughs> Are you finding foods less dry now? Yeah, there's nice. so much nuance. <laughs> That's funny. So are we, should we rate the Wonder Egg? I feel like- no, We it, do yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down on these. I guess so. It just feels like the Wonder Egg is really the star of the show. Almost like it should have been the the taking the bolognese's place. And we yeah, could have tried the peanut butter your cups. eggs earlier. You're yeah. thinking about the week that you were tortured while they were in your Yeah. Place. We should have done the eggs and then the snack should have been another egg. Yeah. Oh, the same egg, but just more of it. So I will say that this package at the Whole Foods in Atlanta was $8.29 for six pieces and a piece is half an egg. So very look, it's good. They did a good job. Worth every that penny. price point. Whew. Although when Just Egg came out, it was like $9 a bottle and now it's like $5 a bottle. So maybe it'll... That's true. I hope you're right because there's no way I would ever spend this much for this. It's not very much. They also recommend on the back, Dave, that you use them to make egg salad. That is the most expensive egg salad in the world. Yeah, the price would have to come down a lot. Although you'd be bulking it out with like mayo and veggies and stuff. How much egg salad would one package of Wonder Egg make? I bet I could make one sandwich out of this. That's the most expensive sandwich in history. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't go to Butcher's then. Fifteen dollars um, sandwich. I would go to Butcher's. I would go pay for like someone else to make a hand. Hand. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess I would not pay the amount of money for all of the ingredients to then like ruin myself by making like a dirty kitchen sandwich. A dirty kitchen. <laughs> not from a dirty kitchen, but just like a kitchen sink kind of sandwich where you're just like, yeah, throw that on but too. Egg you know, salad was so good. Egg salad was so good. Salad. What do you think about making deviled eggs out of these? Oh, oh that, would that would be, be fun. So good. I like your potato deviled eggs, Becky. Yeah, those were fun. Yeah. The kid, the kid didn't like them, but well, he doesn't like a lot of stuff. So yeah. he's a yeah. child. Comes from the um, territory. Yeah, I do love uh, the deviled potato. Thumbs up from me on this, guys. Yeah, thumbs up for me as well. Way up. Well, I wish I had more thumbs. Robbins did two thumbs. I saw yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. This is is really good. I I definitely wouldn't buy it at the price it is now, but it's, this is great. This is the most expensive it'll probably ever be though. You know, like, again, if if the cheese wars are any indicator, you know, once supply increases, prices go down for the populace, you know, the, uh, we start conquering other territories, start lowering prices for them as well. You know, it's, it's just war one oh one, guys. Yeah, that's that yeah. is how wars work is everybody yeah. wins in the end. Everybody wins, prices go down and <laughs> everybody's sitting pretty. Classic war yep. scenario. Yep. <laughs>
Hey, 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 Dave, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. We have a letter. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Because I really feel like it's going to make you feel happy in your heart. It's the way you're saying it could really go either way. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds sarcastic, but it's yeah. not. Okay. Okay. This letter came to us via Instagram. You can also message us on Instagram and I will read and respond to it. You could message me, Glue and Glitter, or Talking Tofu Pod on Instagram. That is what Kayla did. Kayla writes, I did it. I listened to every episode of your Talking Tofu podcast. (laughs) I listened at 2.5 speed, but that's how I listened. To all podcasts, I run 80 miles a week and take care of all my rescued farm animals. So I have lots of time for listening. Whoa. I, I especially enjoy when you review foods, which is very funny because <laughs> we really that. don't review foods that much on our review food review podcasts. It's a lot of a lot of this. Yeah, it's like 1% food review content. So it's good to know that somebody is showing up for that. Maybe we yeah. should do, focus more on that. Good. That's a good note, Kayla. Yeah. We're going to take that to heart. Uh, I couldn't review your podcast on Stitcher where I listen because they don't let you review shows there. So I thought I would send you a quick message to let you know I enjoy your show. And so that you can have a review to read if you would like. I've been vegan for the animals for 27 years. Yay, Kayla. Wow. Since I was 11 years old. Wow. Kayla, you rule. You do. Keep up the great work. I want to hear more about this farm. Kayla, if you would like us to... Talk a little bit about your rescue farm and that effort. Like we'd be happy to reach out. Um, But otherwise we'll just be nosy little babies on our own time. Great letter. Such a great letter. I thought you'd like it. Why somebody would do that to themselves is mind boggling, but I'm glad that you did. 2.5. Yeah. That's a good brain. What do you think I sound like at that? That a chipmunk story. for sure. We both chipmunk sound like chipmunks. Which chipmunk do you think he sounds like? Ooh, great question. You're an Alvin, Dave. You're an Alvin in my heart. I'm an Alvin in the streets. <laughs> Alvin in the streets, Theodore in the sheets. <laughs> I'm a Theodore in the sheets. <laughs> I'm a oh, I'm a Simon. You are all the way. Simon. Mm-hmm. You're a Jeanette. Jeanette. Yeah, you're a total Jeanette. Okay. I'll, why are I'll you take going? It. Why are you going not Chipettes? Why are you not including Chipettes? I don't know. That's a good question. I couldn't remember the names. Is the answer? Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. remember that there were Chipettes. Oh man, Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Alvin and the Chipmunks. I was obsessed when I was a kid. Our kid has an Alvin doll that belonged to Dave when he was a kid. That was given to me for my fifth birthday by who I had a crush on in kindergarten class. Hmm. That's really sweet. Maybe bleep her name. (laughs) Okay. I will. Okay. So that is a chipmunk of love. Yes. Yes. That's very sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So y'all, we've reached the end. (laughs) We very reached the end where I in the say <laughs> that if you want to write us a letter, write to us at talkintofupod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G or slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. I really do read and respond to everyone. Just ask Kayla. 
And thank you for listening. And Robin, thank you for being here. Yes. I know it was a journey. So <laughs> if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. And we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And Robin, where can people find you so they can see your cute food? Oh, okay. All my cute food is at vegandollhouse.com. And on all of the social media places, I am Vegan Dollhouse. Uh, uh, sorry, my brain. I'm Glue and Glitter on all social media, and you can find my recipes at glueandglitter.com. And also, now that my brain has spun back up, I wanted to say you should follow Robin. Her food is truly cute. It is adorable with little faces. Totally. I love it so much. The kid loves to look at your Instagram, too. I'm Line Leader on Twitter, Instagram, and Fortnite. And Line Line Leader was taken on TikTok. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc., Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. Goodbye. They really were a million dollars. (laughs) Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water... It starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.